democracy feels like a dream deferred. Poetry um, and those communities can replace that for you and, you know, make you feel like, like there is a real home for you. I believe that Amanda Gorman's piece gave us hope. Uh, having representation in the White House, especially at a time like this, is really pivotal. I'm Sarah Fetsky. This is St. Louis on the Air. Of all the stirring moments in last week's inauguration, the most moving for many people came courtesy of Amanda Gorman. The 22-year-old poet read a brand new work, The Hill We Climb, had America weeping in a good way. So let us leave behind a country better than one we were left with every breath from my bronze-pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the West. We will rise from the wind-swept Northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked South. We will rebuild, reconcile, and recover in every known of our nation in every corner called our country. Our people, diverse and beautiful, will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. And that is California-based poet Amanda Gorman. The young poet inspired America last week, and perhaps few people more than a pair of young poets right here in St. Louis. 17-year-old Sarah Abbas is a senior at Marquette High School. She was the St. Louis Youth Poet Laureate in 2020. And she was recently succeeded by Grace Ruo, who's a senior at Hazelwood West High School. Grace is also 17, and she is the St. Louis Youth Poet Laureate for 2021. And they both join us today. So Grace Ruo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And Sarah Abbas, welcome. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Now, I know both of you watched Amanda Gorman last Wednesday, and so did your mentor, M.K. Stallings of the local organization Herb Arts. Now, Grace, you told us that M.K. was texting you. He was saying, look at her piece, analyze it. I'm wondering, did you do that? And, and what did you come away with in terms of why it was such a smash hit for so many Americans? So um, I did analyze it. Thank you, MK. And uh, there are times in which, as especially a Black person in America, democracy feels like a dream deferred, you know? And I believe that Amanda Gorman's piece gave us hope and the representation of uh, having representation in the White House, especially at a time like this, is really pivotal because, as she said, history has its eyes on us, you know, mm-hmm. not because we will never again know of defeat, but because we will never again sow division. It's mm-hmm. a great thought there. Sarah, what stood out to you um, in Amanda Gorman's poem, The Hill We Climb? I think the most important thing um, about her poem was like was the fact that as a youth poet, no youth poet has given has been given such a foundation as like the inauguration of the president. And there mm-hmm. have been poets who have um, performed at inaugurations before, um, but especially in this time uh, in 2021 and all the things that have been happening, she was able to um, 
provide a source of hope and um, healing that I think could not have been achieved un- unless she did the way she did. And it was just so clean and performed effortlessly. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Well, you guys are both so active in the poetry scene. Sarah, I'm curious, how did you initially get interested in poetry? Um, interesting enough, I started at my local high school um, at our slam competition. I was just like, I guess I should just you know, try writing a poem. That sounds fun. (laughs) And everything just kind of snowballed from there. And now it's just such an important aspect of my life. Grace, what about for you? Is this something where it just kind of sounded fun? Yeah, actually, just like Sarah, I saw a poster for uh, Slamcat, which is our school's poetry team. Like, oh, yeah, I could stay after school today. And I did. And after that, I just fell in love with writing. And and what about it? You know, there's so many different forms writing could take. You guys could be playwrights. You could be writing novels. Uh, What about poetry, Sarah? Um, Or sorry, Grace, I meant to to follow up with what you were saying. What about that um, really hooked you? Um, I think I watched poets such as uh, Portia Olaiwala and Javon Johnson, and they were just so unapologetic. Hmm about the truth they told, you know, and I was like, oh my goodness, I have to do that. (laughs) Sarah, was that part of it for you too? Yes, for sure. There's just something so invigorating about slam itself. The way you can kind of body your performance and your writing um, is an art form that I feel like I specifically just really, really enjoy, but there really isn't anything like it, um, I think. Now, you mentioned slam poetry. Um, last year, we we talked on the air to some members of the international championship-winning slam poetry team here in St. Louis. Sarah, you were part of that team. Um, and last year, you were both members, and the team won the international championship again. That's huge. Uh, Grace, what did you like about being a, a part of that team? I liked being exposed to so many other writers, so many other truths, so many other perspectives. Um, It really gave me a broader sphere of reference. Hmm. Do you feel like seeing other teams perform, you learned from what they were talking about? Or do you mean the members of your own team? uh, Seeing other teams perform as well uh, really, uh, I'm not sure how to put it, but it was very captivating. Hmm. Sarah, have you yeah. found that too, that you, that you feel the inspiration of hearing about other people's stories? It, it kind of inspires you to tell your own. Oh, 100%. I think my favorite part of B&V, Brave New Voices, uh, the name of the competition, um, is the community that it provides. And the community it provides internationally is something that's beautiful. Um, and, you know, just being a part of it the past two years, there's so much that I've learned um, from people who are also just my age, but there's so much independent um, qualities to everyone's writing and unique uh, abilities that everyone specifically brings. And B&V is kind of like a home for that. Um, It's really beautiful. Hmm. So you guys have both been a part of this team or are a part of this team, but you also have this whole role um, beyond that, and that is being the Youth Poet Laureate for St. Louis. Sarah, you just wrapped up your year doing it. You were the one for 2020. How do you get chosen for something like that? This seems like just a huge honor right there. Well, there's a whole application process, um, which takes a bit of time. And also the judges who do choose the St. Louis Youth Poet Laureate um, look at 
who you are as a person, as a writer, as an activist as well. Um, activism is a key aspect of being um, a poet laureate. Okay. And so you passed the torch to Grace um, last week. This was on Martin Luther King Day. Um, Grace, what was the event like where uh, Sarah was handing this off to you? Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, Sarah and I actually hung out and had a whole session of writing prior to the Martin Luther King Day event. And uh, I told her about how this year I really want to focus on uh, mental health in the Kenyan community as my form of activism because there's a really big stigmatization of it. And um, yeah. And great. we should we should mention um, you were about six years old when you moved from Kenya to the U.S. So this is a, a community that you're a part of. Do you have memories of, of those years in Kenya before you came here? I do. It was very community, which was very beautiful. I miss that very much. Uh, and I actually have come to find that with poetry. Hmm. So that community you had in Kenya, you feel like it's poetry that, that gave you that community here in the U.S.? Yes. That's great. And that's great that, uh, boy, that mental health issue is so important for so many communities. Sarah, I understand you are an immigrant as well. You came here from Canada. What brought your family to the U.S.? Yeah, actually, I was born in Canada. Um, and then my parents moved to England. Um, then when I was five, we moved from England to Iowa. Oh, <laughs> there's yeah. a big difference right there. <laughs> from Iowa to Missouri. Yes, definitely. Um, well, from England as, to Iowa, too. <laughs> right. Very different. <laughs> but just like Grace said, um, there's a sort of alienation that occurs as an immigrant, um, even though like even from Canada, it it makes you different and it makes you stick out and it makes things, you know, more difficult and harder to understand. But poetry um, and those communities can replace that for you and, you know, make you feel that, like there is a real home for you. Hmm. And does it help you to have that perspective as an outsider? You're maybe able to see this country in a way that somebody like me who's been living here her whole life, I don't have that perspective. Right. I feel like... Um, there's something to understand about the world um, and the kind of worldliness and to experience other things past this country shows that there is so much room for growth um, and there is so much room for change. Uh, but since people like me, people like Grace, who bring those ideas from their countries, um, because I'm a, my family's from Pakistan, uh, mm -hmm. and those ideologies and the way that our communities and our home countries were structured, were organized, the way they loved each other is something that like, I try to bring to America. Um, and I think that's what's so beautiful about immigrants and all that. We're talking today to two youth poet laureates for St. Louis. Um, that we were just hearing from is Sarah Abbas. She is the outgoing poet laureate and a senior at Marquette High School. We're also joined by Grace Ruo. She's a senior at Hazelwood West High School and became the city's uh, youth poet laureate uh, just last week. And Sarah, um, when we first reached out to you about being on the show today, you said the most important thing you wanted to get across is the value of listening to poetry. So with that in mind, I think we want we should seize the day here and we should have you read some poetry. I know you're willing to read a poem that you very recently wrote um, and you just put a, a title on it. This is called A Page on Hope. Uh, would you read that for us? Of course. Today I wake up to a sky filled with headlines, 
not sure which one to put my head through first. These moments I can already see in the textbooks. I can already watch the present become memory. I can already see the numbers, 400,000 lives lost by January, each of them a story. The story of a girl from a country too hard to pronounce correctly, a place with the best baratas and the spiciest dalchavel, a country her mother left for the idea of a world that would make all her daughter's dreams come true. Her world, a story. Her country, a page. In a book, one side soggy with the Atlantic, the other heavy with promise. This moment, a chapter I'm tired of living through, living like a girl unknowing what she can do to fix it, until hope undoes what she thought she knew, until it grips her at the neck and reminds her, hope is the one writing the story. Hope shows itself in the soft creases of your teacher's eyes. They smile for you, for the person you've become. Our eyes tell stories we never to told, stories that the silence undid for them. The silence has been piercing lately. The way hope silently makes your body livable. A person to make you believe in something right again is not all we can do. Find beauty in the creases of the page. Let the lines teach us something other than loss. Let our strength unite us under something greater than ourselves. For the healthcare workers, for the single mothers, for the teachers, for there is nothing more holy than hope. Then when we decide to take this country for what it is and create a country we are proud of, when a girl forms a home out of a country her mother dreamt of, her dreams will stand with the face of hope and find joy in the face of sorrow and be something greater than what she left before. Sarah, thank you. Sarah, thank you. That was that was terrific. That is A Page on Hope. That's by Sarah Abbas. Um, I also want to make sure that we get a chance to listen to Grace's poem. Now, Grace, you recorded this for us over the weekend, um, and let's listen to this one. On Realizing I Am Black, after Gabriel Ramirez. I was born a whole country away, brought to the home of the brave and told to behave like I had some culture in me. My parents said African in America is not African American. Black be a burden, but never mind to bear. So I learned to bear my teeth at mirrors. Girls with skin the same shade of don't belong as they made a mockery of my mother tongue. We made enemies of each other as if our family trees didn't share the same roots. As if America didn't wish to make strange fruits of us, we were lied to. Deceived by sleight of hand, your master magic trick, America. Took my sister from our motherland, fed her fables of herself and called it truth, then took my motherland from me. Left me looking for my better half and called yourself savior, you lied to me. Made me think black be a burden like it ain't crossed the ocean to find its better half, I'm black. African in America, everything you dare disregard and how dare you disregard me. Like, I won't come back louder every time I'm silenced. Like, I can be silenced, you lied to me. Drowned me in deception and called yourself savior. But I've learned of the lengths you traveled to hide me from me. Of how these states unite to shatter my image of me. Unlearned everything deception taught me and been made a mirror. No longer will I be a reflection of my loved one's miseducation. These words be proof that truth be louder than the lies I grew up hearing. That blood be thicker than the water used to separate us and no longer will my truth be diluted. Truth is, I'm so much more than I thought I could be. And ain't that the blessing of this body? The beauty of this skin? The blackest shit ever? And that is On Realizing I Am Black by Grace Ruo. Grace, that is, that is powerful. What inspired that poem? 
um, so there's this poet named Gabriel Ramirez, and I saw his piece. It was also called On Realizing I Am Black. He talked about how his grandfather looked at his black friends like he, or he, his grandfather smiled at his black friends like he had a lynch mob in his back pocket. Mm. And it made me think about how um, African immigrants view themselves as superior to African Americans. And uh, there's this uh, African, West African immigrant named Amadou Diallo who was shot mm. uh, in 1999, 14 times. And I thought about how they weren't shooting at his accent, you know? And so, yeah, there is no difference between an African in America and an African-American hmm. is what I wanted to um, pass along. Boy, it's a, it's a powerful poem. And Sarah, your poem is, is so powerful, too. Um, do you also uh, take a lot of, of, of uh, inspiration from current events? Oh, of course. Um, I think every single poem is inspired, uh, every line is inspired by something else. Um, and this poem, A Page on Hope, that I read, uh, every line has been, what uh, the, through the past year, has been built up to create this whole poem. And mm-hmm. the current events that have been going on in the world just within the past couple weeks uh, even changed it. But for sure, 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, something I wanted to ask both of you about, I, I find this kind of, I mean, it, I, I have to admit, I find it kind of funny that you guys both have your eye on going to college in Wisconsin, of all places. Um, <laughs> and Wisconsin's a great state. I have much love for Wisconsin. Um, but Grace, what got you interested in, in going there? So uh, after making the BNV team, I met Zach Lesmeister who told me about the First Wave program in Wisconsin, and it's a full tuition program for artists, and it's the only uh, scholarship like this in the world. So I was like, oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. It sounds like I'll thrive there. Well, yeah, when you say a full tuition program for artists, I'm thinking, I can now see why you're both interested in Wisconsin. <laughs> so Sarah, is that also the appeal for you there? Yes, um, yes, a full tuition, but also, (laughs) (laughs) as Grace said, um, First Wave is the name of the program, um, and I just really appreciate the way that they cultivate their art and their artists. It's known for its multimedia um, kind of inter, like, mixing, Um, because, like, if you go there for poetry, for example, you'll learn classes about dancing, songwriting, um, painting, all different art forms, and for me, as a writer, um, it's important to, you know, dabble in everything to be more of a well-rounded artist. Hmm. That sounds great. And this is so this is at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Well, that's also a great college town. So so it sounds like both of you are intent. You want to keep with the poetry in college. This is something where this isn't just a hobby. This this feels like a calling. Uh, Grace, would you say that's that's fair to say? Absolutely. Um it, it's so it comes so naturally, but it's also like a thrilling, challenging experience to write about uh, things that are relevant to today, and like a, and yeah, it's just something I really uh, plan on pursuing. So, do you feel like with all the attention paid to Amanda Gorman, such a charismatic figure, she made such a huge impression that this could lead to more people being willing to pay attention to what the youth poet laureate is is up to this year? Does it feel like an opportunity, Grace? It does. And, um, like, there are kids in the, my community, the Kenyan community, who are amazing writers that just don't have the exposure that I have been provided with. 
So I also plan on um, like mentoring them with writing and just showing them that it is important to speak your truth. It is important to, um, yeah, put out into the world your perspective. And Sarah, if other young people are hearing this and they're thinking, man, I've always thought about doing this, but I've never given it a try. I'm almost afraid to start. What would be the advice you'd give them? I would say do it. Like the fear that you have towards an art that you haven't made yet is all inherent. And it's all like art is not meant to be sold. It's not meant to um, be worth anything besides what it means to you. And poetry and art and writing has this ability to create a community within itself. Reading a poem from someone who relates to something on the same level as you do is something so therapeutic and so beautiful that being able to even write your own can provide you with a sense of that and a sense of belonging within yourself. Um, And there's just so much hidden potential in St. Louis. There are so many black and brown kids who have so many stories to tell and they're just waiting for someone to listen. But it all starts with yourself if you're ready to listen to yourself. Well, that's the word from Sarah Abbas. Do it. Uh, Sarah Abbas, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. And Grace Ruo, thank you. Thank you for having me. And Sarah is the 2020 St. Louis Youth Poet Laureate, and Grace is the 2021 St. Louis Youth Poet Laureate. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.